ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of Two Guys and Some Horror. Tonight, we're going to discuss Jack Frost and Krampus. Getting I into, can't wait. <laughs> getting into the festive holiday theme. Now, this is the 2015 version of Krampus, by the way, and the 1997 version of Jack Frost. So, we're going to start with... Uh, I'm gonna, I think I really want to talk about Krampus to start out. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, it hits the dark comedy theme of kind of like a dysfunctional family. This is a film that it's pretty much a National Lampoon's uh, Christmas, only with a little bit of horror kind of mixed in. Uh, Curtis, what did you think of Krampus? So <clears throat> right off the bat, um, I just think to myself, the first note I have here is this is the most epic Christmas movie open ever for a horror Christmas film. I don't, I don't remember there being another one that good. Um, cause it kind of sums up consumerism in its finest. Um, there's a lot of, uh, like culture speak, I feel like throughout this film. Right. Um, yet you're still hit with that really, uh, comedic effect sometimes. And then bam, you're brought right back down to like, oh my God, this is terrible. I can't believe this is happening. Like the mm. next second. Um, so no, I, I absolutely love this movie. I, I agree with you hundred percent. We're probably not going to disagree on too much in this movie, um, other than the fact that I wish there was a better sequel. Maybe that's the only thing I can really complain about. I don't think that there really was a sequel to this film. Like They, they may say there was, but not really. Because there, right. there are a ton of Krampus movies out there. And there's not one that really captures the, no. the comedy of uh, Bob Scott or any of the other comedians that were in this film. Not a single film after Krampus from... Krampus from... Whatever uh, you want to call it, man. From 2015. Not a single film with the same name or similar title holds a, a, a candle to the flame. None of no. them. No, no. So this this movie is essentially... It's about a dysfunctional family getting together for Christmas. You have your liberal father who's you know kind of anti-guns. You have the uh, Republican kind of brother-in-law mm -hmm. who kind of ribs and pokes fun at the liberal brother-in-law and then you have the kids which you have the daughter who's you know she's discovering boys and she's going to see her boyfriend you have the uh, the son who's a kind-hearted like one of the most empathic i think he's extremely yeah. relatable he he relates to everyone in the story and he's essentially the hero of the movie are uh, really I, I mean, would I would say he was the well he's also the villain but we can get into that yeah and then you have the the brother-in-law's kids who you have the, the boys you have the dumb boy oh oh the dumb boy you the big the, sorry yeah the big kind of chubby kid who who kind of likes to eat and then you have the girls the tomboy girls yeah um, that's who I was talking about yeah 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 <laughs> dad wishes you were boys no he doesn't he screw you yeah yeah that's uh, a <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there. I think they may, oh yeah, and they have a baby, which they we'll do. talk, we'll talk a little bit more about the baby. So it starts out and it starts with kind of like a black, black Friday shopping center, shopping yeah. spree and people are like trampling over each other. And that, like what Curtis said earlier, it sets the tone for the film. This is what you're going to expect from this. It has a very, a dark view on the holiday. All the while so. to a classic Christmas song that we all know and enjoy. That's what you're seeing though. So you're getting this wonderful Christmas holiday song. And you're getting just people getting trampled. You've got two people fighting in a store. It's like Target, Walmart, all the you know all the different places or whatever. And that's yeah, that's I mean that's your opening scene. That's how we're setting the tone for this film. It's it's really 
it's I love it. I just every time I think of it in my head, I laugh my ass off. Oh like, man, it's, it's <laughs> see so like good. the daughter like laughing, yeah, like, video video yeah, taping everything video. on her phone. <laughs> it's just oh man, and I don't think any movie can capture a dysfunctional family as well as this film. And really, like what yeah. the holidays kind of do with dysfunctional families, like in, in not all cases, but in some, I feel like they kind of came together near the end. They started kind of being a bit more more serviceable and we could talk about like what will we think happen at the end later like we could talk a little bit more i think you should watch this movie if you haven't seen it uh i'm gonna spoil it for you so apologies yeah i can't wait to spoil it because uh, this movie was a lot of fun to watch and i can't wait to talk more about it in detail right uh so we we start out at the house and we start with the mom who's hanging up a picture the family picture they took with santa and oh, Santa Claus yeah. is staring at her daughter's ass, and it looks like the mom just noticed it, and she's just like, <sighs> "Yeah." She finally realized that dirty old Santa at the mall was checking out her sixteen-year-old, probably sixteen-year-old, maybe even fourteen-year-old daughter, yeah. um, who, let's be honest, um, you know, as inappropriate as it is, as the movie goes on, you know, the girl, the daughter. It's not making the best decisions in life. So it's even right. worse because it's real. it just pushes her character even more like, okay, she's in a horror film. You have specific rules. There are rules to survival, and she's breaking quite a few of them. Mm -hmm. So that's the open. You got the mom hanging the photo. She finally realizes she has that moment of, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. And then the family comes over. The family the, shows up. But before that, we were introduced to the grandma, oh, the yeah, father. Shit. We're introduced. You can't so leave that out. The yeah. grandma speaks. She's, she... Well, for the viewer's perspective, she only speaks German. Yep. Uh, and she's speaking German to the son. The son speaks German as well as the father. We know those two. Uh, we assume that the daughter as well as the mother don't because that's never shown that they them listening or understanding. Maybe they do. I don't remember. The dad understands and the boy. Well, he speaks. We know that. The the dad speaks. I don't know the boy. Does I don't know if he speaks. You're right. Yeah. But I, I know he understands what she's saying. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. So... He writes a letter. the the main the, the boy he writes a letter to Santa mm -hmm. and he's, he it's very heartfelt. It's very sincere. He's been very good. Like you can tell, he's just a really good kid. And 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 you're just kind of like, well, I don't dislike any of these characters so far until the family comes over, and then it's just kind of a chaotic insanity so here here's my comparison on this one yes. so when that family shows up it's national lampoon's christmas vacation yes right you you love the griswolds and then the family shows up you love this family adam scott's family and then the in-laws show up the brother-in-law right the sister and who do they drag with them old aunt margaret or whatever her name is jesus criminy that woman she is but i okay as much as i dislike her character right off the bat Aunt Dorothy. Aunt Dorothy. As much as I dislike her, you grow to like her more throughout the film. Oh, she was my favorite character. The the booze jokes, all that kind of stuff. Like, she just... I don't know. She grows on you. She definitely grows on you. She's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Conchata uh, Farrell. Okay. She, uh, she's kind of like the, the bigger, kind of deeper-voiced lady. She yeah. kind of gives, like, a little bit slapstock remarks. Like, one scene, if you, have you seen Mr. Deeds? Like, yes, she is, works yeah. in the... I ain't diner. got nothing down there. I used to be a rodeo clown. Yeah. yeah. So she's the one who actually holds all of his cards on the wall, right? All of his right. uh, Hallmark cards that he's making? Right. Okay. She owns a diner? I do. I, I remember that. I right, remember right, her right. in that movie. Okay. Anyhow. 
Uh, getting off the, the sidetrack. Hey, so, tangent number one. We're doing pretty good for being 15 minutes in and only having one tangent. Well, this this is a this is a movie I'm probably gonna gush over for forever. <laughs> we could we could make a two hour long episode about this movie, but to make a long story short, introduced to the the mother of the main character or, or the boy, the son. What's his name? Uh, Ethan. Max. Oh, so crap, Max's mother, uh, I believe, Sarah. She. Uh, she, her sister and her her sister's husband and their kids come over and they, they're all inside there for like 15 minutes and then they realize that they left their baby in their car. Yep. And so step one, you know, okay, we got these absent-minded Republicans and we are, as the audience, we kind of think less of them for making the mistake. And then, you know, the, the girl, the lady's even like, I, I can't, I'm tired of getting judged by you. You keep judging me. I can't make mistakes, blah, blah, blah. I have to be perfect around you. It just drives me off edge. So kind of... Uh, and she says that a lot of those types of quotes throughout the film. Because right. when they're having dinner and the kids don't really like the food, she's like, well, I don't know why I have to make all this fancy food. Like, we'd be good with, you know, just regular food. And then the mom comes back with a pretty good liner. Like, well, I can't just make mac and cheese with hot dogs chopped into it. And then the mom goes, why not? Like she's genuinely yeah, like, why not yeah. the 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 mom and then oh. the sister? So this right. the it, basically she's just taking a shot at her sister's family for not liking her hoity-toity fancy food, and the sister's just like, we'd be cool with macaroni and cheese, right. And some chopped up hot dog in it. What kind of family doesn't have ham on Christmas? Oh my God, that's yeah. I mean that's a pretty fair judgment. Well, she goes in the kitchen and she's like, she's like. You got any blah, blah, blah in this house? And she's like, I, I can't take any more of your judgment. And she's about to, Dorothy's like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, how much work you put into this Christmas dinner. And she's like, you know, I don't, I don't want any of your, any of your guff. Get out of here. And yeah, yeah. during dinner, the Max, uh, he, his letter to Santa gets swiped by these. Uh, by the twins. By the twins. Yeah. Or the girls, uh, Stevie and Jordan. And. She reads it out loud, and she's like, she starts out just kind of making fun of it, but it's such a sincere letter about everyone. Like, can you please help my parents fall back in love with each other? Can my sister and I hang out like we used to? Mm -hmm. uh, can Uncle whatever his face stop wishing that my cousins were boys? And then at that point, she's like, screw you. Dad does not wish we were boys. And she stops reading the letter and just kind of runs off, and he... He rips his letter to Santa up because of that and like throws it out, which I believe the letter goes to Santa, and that's what summons Krampus. Okay, that's my opinion. They don't they don't go over that, but isn't that how it works though? That's the mythology behind Krampus, right? Like enough holiday spirit and sadness and sorrow get combined, and then Krampus is summoned to right the wrongs of christmas evildoers or whatever well krampus is just there to punish children who misbehave he was a he was kind of something the germans would use to kind of keep their kids in line oh if you're being naughty krampus is gonna come and put uh, you in his bag and take you away uh there's no real i don't know there's no how'd the grandma describe it legend like well i mean she, she basically right. did that yeah so spoilers the grandmother actually had met krampus before and yep. krampus took her family away and shoved them all into bags and gave her a bell and then disappeared. Yep. And they never came back. They were gone forever. And she's like, I wish I could take that back. Yeah, because basically her wish was that her family would disappear right. because of how awful they were being to each other. 
Max basically has the same wish after his letter gets ripped up and sent away. But he also goes to his, ah, man, that's, I agree with you that definitely that letter got there. I don't know if Santa would be involved. Like, I don't know. I like that idea. I'm just not sure how the hell that letter gets there then. Well, it's magic. Well, Santa's a magic guy. I'm sure you write sure. a letter to Santa. But this is just a theory. It's yeah, my yeah. No, it's a like, fun theory. I was just trying to yeah. adapt, go with it. Yeah. Well, th- well, the ending's up to interpretation. So the ending is so freaking good, though. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I so Jordan and Stevie rip up his letter. Yes. Yeah, so goes out. He he rip. No, he rips no, it he up. Rips he it up. rips it up. Throws it outside, yeah. and then I don't know if they go to sleep or what. But the next day, there every there's nobody else there. It's just the family, like Beth or whatever her name is. She goes to see her boyfriend. Yeah. Everything's frozen Even over. though the family didn't want her to, she heads yeah. out into the snow anyways. And Krampus gets her. She introduces herself to Krampus. Yes, yeah, so that's our introduction to actually... We actually see Krampus, you know, jumping from house, house to house. And then from then on, that's the last time we see Krampus until the end of the film. It's also the last time we see Beth. It is all... Well, yes, until the end of the film. <laughs> and then... From there, like we see, we were introduced to Krampus's toys. Like you see a Jack in the Box, mm-hmm. and whatever's coming out of the Jack in the Box. I don't know if it's supposed to scare you. It kind of made me laugh. Um, yeah, they're not sure. If I met them in a yes. in a in a street by myself, would I be scared of them? Probably. Oh, terrified because if they're they were coming real, after yeah. me. Yeah, but, but in the movie, viewer. no, it definitely like there's some like I said comedic effects there. Yeah, like, they look funny as hell. But they're also pretty frightening if they were in real life, right? It, it's not meant to scare you. It's meant to kind of show a little bit of lightheartedness. Because there, there are a couple toy monsters in this movie. There's like a flying bat one who's kind of like an angel at the top of the Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, he quit Ghoulies and decided to come work for Krampus. Really? No. Oh. I wish. <laughs> but no, I actually liked the toys in this one. You had the little gingerbread man. And the, there's a scene where a gingerbread man's like running with the candy cane to stab the uncle. Yeah. And the bulldog just like you just see the bulldog just smacking his lips and he's just like huh yeah no i was, I was just laughing because we have another puppet movie so obviously the past two weeks if you've been listening we had ghoulies 2 gremlins elves um even thanks killing had the the turkey puppet in it um and this movie we don't really have it's not puppetry because well, it's 2015 but it's a no i think it is a giant puppet because there's a giant jack-in-the-box the jack-in-the-box the jack yeah yes so the the some of the stuff is very cgi yeah, the majority of the but it's the really special well done. I, I mean, the creatures are in this movie are probably one of the biggest highlights. Um, we we've talked a little bit about a grading rubric I have that I'm working on. Um, animation, CGI, puppetry, basically effects are are one of the pieces of the grade. So, like in my opinion, this movie gets a pretty high grade for that. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I I, I like those uh, creatures. So yeah. Um, then Krampus himself was absolutely terrifying. He's not in it until like the last 15 minutes of the film, but no, when but... he shows up, everybody just gets taken. That's yes. Uh, but I think one of the important things, like this movie does a really good job of showing you the personalities and like who the characters are. It makes you feel for every single one of them, including aunt Dorothy. When, when she's like, can you watch the kids? And she's like, all right, kids, I'm going to show you how to make. I'm going to show you how to make peppermint schnapps. Yeah. And then she, like, gives the kids alcohol. And yep. it was just kind of like, well, they are hey, aunt, terrified. Aunt, and aunt Dorothy can come hang out at my house anytime and make uh, peppermint schnapps. But not for your kid. I mean, I don't... I Okay, so here's some, some fun fact for you. Like, 
I've definitely drank underage due to older adult family members at holiday parties slipping me a little something something just for the holiday. It happens. Yeah. But, I'm not going to blame but, you. But, no, Aunt Dorothy is, seems like that cool aunt who would totally do that for you. Yeah, Now, right, there's that's... definitely an age limit there that you should be smart about. You should right. never give underage kids booze. I get all that. Um, right. But that's that's what I'm trying to correlate it to is like, yeah, it's definitely like a cool aunt. Mm. Trying to be. For sure. For sure. What a kid, also, kid would think that you would school. Scared out of their minds. Yeah. Not probably caring too much about the ramifications of whatever they're doing. Um, those kinds of things definitely weigh in and take effect on your mind whenever you're making decisions. So, I, I give her a break. What did you? Uh, which which toy was your favorite uh, toy monster um, when they when they start attacking the family in the house? So I liked the gingerbread. Like yeah. I thoroughly thought the gingerbread was cool. Um, he takes the Shrek gingerbread to a whole nother level for me. Yeah. But that Jack in the Box has to be one of the coolest creature effects I've seen in a while. That thing yeah. is massive. It fits people inside of it. So it was it, this Jack in the Box was essentially a snake, and it's just eating mm-hmm. these kids whole. And they managed to rescue one of them. Yeah, uh, they pulled one of the twins out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe uh, Stevie or Jordan. Yeah, but the, the gingerbread was cool though because of the um, when the the uh, I'm, this is gonna sound terrible, but the fat cousin, um, the one who likes food. Oh, Howie Junior. That's an easy yeah. name to remember. So Howie Junior, when he goes and eats the cookie. And then the the Krampus hook comes down and gets him and then pulls his ass up the chimney. That was probably like one of my favorite scenes of the kids getting eaten. Because I don't know whose hook it is. I thought it was Krampus's, but that wouldn't make much sense, right? Because it was the first kill. It was in the middle of the night. It was before Beth. Right. Or was it the night after Beth? I can't remember. It's the Yeah, I don't... I'm mixing them up. Yeah, so Krampus gets, gets him and then he gets... Well, he gets the kid, he gets Beth first. Yeah, and then they're in the house. And then and it's then that night. They're they're all holed up, and they're he's by the chimney, and then he gets pulled up, and he's gone because he's eating the damn cookie. Gluttony. He's out of the film. Gluttony. Yeah. So then the twins get taken to the attic. Mm-hmm. One of them gets saved. Before that, Uncle Howie gets attacked in the snow, and Ben Wyatt oh, from yeah. Parks and Rec decides to save him. And uh, they they bond. And he's one of the comments he makes when he goes out to to save his kids. He's like, "I'm starting to like you. I really am. But this is something I have to do. I need to respect that." And I feel like that was when you know, like, okay, they've bonded now. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was like that that was the purpose, I believe. Any anytime two people suffer something like that together, yeah, like you're gonna bond. You're gonna have this understanding together, regardless of your opinions. Right. True, true colors came opinions. out and yeah. like he kept jabbing at him and then he started realizing well he hey, called him a damn boy scout right off the bat like you you know he was making fun of him being a boy scout which is kind of you know that's one of those muscle head kind of moments i don't understand why somebody with guns would call someone a boy scout that doesn't make sense it to doesn't me. no uh you know re- republicans I grew, <laughs> I grew up in a very conservative family and they're they're trying to kind of push the fact that this guy's conservative you yeah, you're not going to make fun of a Boy Scout. You, I mean, you wouldn't. The Republicans support Boy Scouts 100%. Most do, yeah. Uh, before we get political, which we're not at all. This is That's not this podcast. If you want that podcast, please come back in 35 years from now, well, and maybe a, po- a podcast about politics will be done. Okay. Not by me. Not by uh, me. Anyhow, everybody gets taken. 
everybody gets taken except for Max, who gets a bell. Krampus gives him. And then... That's a gift. Yes. Then Max wakes up. And this is a huge spoiler. Probably skip ahead five minutes if you don't want to get spoiled on this, because this is worth watching the movie for. Max goes downstairs, and he sees his family there. And they're like, oh, hey, and they're having a happy Christmas. And then he's like, oh, open this present. Yep. And inside the presents, the present is the bell Krampus gave him. And the family just kind of look, they look around kind of awkwardly. And then it shows kind of panning outward to the house. And then inside, outside of the house is a snow globe, which they are inside. Mm-hmm. And it shows Krampus holding the snow globe up. And that's it. And that's the end. What do you think about that? I think that's amazing. What do you th- do? You think they're trapped? In the I snow think they're globe? trapped in the snow globe. I think they're trapped in a perfect Christmas day, like he wanted. Because at the end of the day, that's realistically that's what Max's wish was: is he wanted everything to go back to the way it was when they had happy Christmases. Okay. Um, so my my theory is that you well, he wanted to take it back at the very end. He said, "I'm take my wish back." Yeah, I my thing is you got to be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you wanted to take it back doesn't mean Krampus is going to give it back. Okay. Potentially. I think that's a fun... I, I, it's one fun, easy... It's an easy ending. Right? He, that's just following the flow. This is how I like to, to think about how they ended. This is the second time I've seen this movie. Okay. Um, but I like to think of it as Krampus taught them a lesson. And he, they're not stuck inside the snow globe. Krampus is looking at them and then just going through a snow globe. So he's going portal okay, kind of thing. Okay, they learned their lesson and kind of putting it away. Huh. But I feel like they left it open ended enough for the uh, the viewer to come. Clark, down. you literally just blew my mind with that ending idea. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because I just stuck with the horror aspect. You just you just put it back to like the light, like you brought the end of that film back to like a good place, not a bad place. I went to a bad place. I feel like they're they're all realizing, hey, we were taught a lesson because yeah. they all bonded over it and they yeah. all grew and yeah. the kid got his wish. So I feel like it ended on a high note. Holy shit, dude. Um, but that is... That's awesome. Yeah, and that is Krampus. So we're going to move on to Jack Frost. This movie is about a father who can't keep his promises, dies in a car accident, one year later, returns as a snowman with whoa, the whoa, final wait, wait, chance. Wait. That's the wrong movie. Oh, wait, you're right. That's what not the, the Michael Keaton movie. What the hell are you doing? Oh, you're right. We watched the bad Jack Frost oh, about a serial killer st- <laughs> puppet snowman <laughs> who decides to murder people. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was still in a daze from Krampus. I but forgot. I did that on purpose. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You almost snuck that in on me. Um, oh, my God. So for those of you that don't know... Uh, there were two Jack Frosts within a year of each other, release right. date. The first one came out in 1997. That's the horror film that we're going to be discussing today. There's also a family-friendly Christmas movie that came out in 1998 starring Michael Keaton as Jack Frost. Much better film if you're into holiday stuff, which my family and I are. We love watching that movie. Um, but anyways, we're going to be discussing the horror film from 1997, which is terrible. And damn it, Clark, you almost snuck that in there on me, you son of a bitch. So... This movie is about. This movie sets the tone right off the bat. This is not meant to be take, taken seriously. It's one-liners and terrible kills. Uh, this serial killer was put away by a, sher- a small-town sheriff who he wants to kill. 
he wants to kill his family and everything he loves. Yeah, it's payback. And yeah, it's it's a payback movie. And he ends up getting loose. There's a car accident. He gets out. And then some cryogenic magic fluid flies on top of him and he melts into the snow. Yeah, and so then, it's it's not the FBI. It's not the CIA. It's it is, some yeah. other government ops, isn't it? Because they're pretending to be FBI agents, well, I thought. Yeah, the, well, the guy says he's a, he's an FBI agent, which I believe he is. Okay. And then there's the guy who works for the company. The scientist or whatever. The company, yeah, yeah. the scientist guy. Yeah, so Jack Frost um, is going to be executed. That's what you're talking about. He's yeah. on his way to his execution or whatever, and um, freak accident happens, yada, yada, yada. He's out, gets hit with the acid, which like reorganizes his molecular structure into a snowman. Well, he, he essentially molds melds with the snow and he's the ability to turn into water and yeah and stuff but before all this happens there's there's this guy giving a christmas story to what's supposed to be a little girl what are you gonna tell me right now hey, you remember the very beginning of the movie i do he's, he's like, reading a story to his granddaughter he's like, do you want a scary story or a happy scary story Correct. <laughs> and she's like happy scary story and that's yeah. what her voice sounds like it's it's a an adult it's a woman. little girl yeah it's an adult woman pretending to be an adult woman or a adult woman pretending to be a little girl. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, it looked like a little girl to me. You can't even see her. You, you just hear the voice. Oh, is it really just a voice? Yeah. I thought she's laying on the bed and the grandpa. You can't see the grandpa. Really? I don't remember. No, seeing I. The that's. Kid. This is my memory. This could be bad. I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so. Carl. We're, uh, we're heading the heading into the Mandela effect right here. Anyhow, Scott McDonald is Jack Frost. Well, this grandpa tells a very gross Christmas story to his granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what? He's like, you wanted a goddamn story, didn't you? Yeah, he sounds so mean. And shut up and listen. Anyhow, Jack Frost, just one-liners galore. So this is blood. what this is what Night of the Scarecrow was supposed to be. This is I keep going back to this because if they had left the one-liners in, the jokes, the subtle quotes that we get from Jack Frost throughout this entire movie, it would have been ten times better. Oh God, this movie is okay. Here's my quick synopsis of Jack Frost, 1997. It was a great film. It's funny. So good. It's horrific. There are moments of scariness to it. But more than anything, it's a goddamn Christmas horror film. That's exactly what it is. It's perfect it's, for this it's, time of year. It's the Christmas. So we have Thanksgiving, and then we have Jack Frost. Thanksgiving didn't have the same budget Jack Frost had. I would say Jack Frost is the better of the two movies. Has similar one-liners. Uh, and the snowman, he... Uh, did, you want to talk about the rape scene? We will. You want to talk? Okay. We can do it right now. There's, I mean, there's a rape scene in this movie, by I'm the way. I'm still not so sold that it was rape. It was rape because he said... Cause he, I know. He has the carrot. The carrot's not on his nose, and he's... he's oh, he's it wasn't doing on the his motion. nose. He's doing the motions, and then he puts her dead body down, and then he puts his nose back on his face, and he says, Oh, I'm sorry, sorry for doing it so quickly yeah there are references to how fast he he came there were definitely sex said, jokes i yeah i should leave flowers so so the the snowman rape snowman uh, nadia from american pie yeah which she's like 18 i think or so so that this was the beginning of her career yeah yeah uh anyhow you know who i'm talking about right yeah i know who you're talking about that's, that's the, the only other film i know of her being in that was popular yeah that's what i know her from <laughs> american so, pie so she, that happened yeah. Probably snowman. didn't need to happen. 
What was the, uh, I sent you a, a quote. Holy moly! Billy killed Ted! The Jack Frost is, there's a snowman in front of the yard. Mm-hmm. He kicks up some, a snow icicle and a toboggan hits this kid. And is, he gets decapitated. Oh, yeah, yeah, So whenever, whenever they're picking on the little boy, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, the first kill that really kind of gives you some really fun, 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 fun stuff. Uh, holy moly, Ryan killed Billy. The snowman asks the, uh, the kid's father who died for a cigarette as well. And the guy, he, uh, he tries to stab or kill the snowman with an axe. And he said, I just axed for a smoke. Yeah. Jams the axe down his throat. Uh, yeah. When, okay, so another fun piece of this movie. Yeah. Um, we were bouncing all over the place, but yeah, I sorry. think it's going to make... No, I think it's going to make people want to watch it. It's free to watch on Tubi. Um, please do. It's a great movie for this time of year. Um, the Doctor. So when the Doctor's checking all these bodies off, like he knows exactly... He knows every intricate detail of what's been... Basically, what's going on with all these kills. I was thinking there was more of a red herring. Like, we know who the killer as is, uh, killer is as viewers, but the sheriff had no idea. Everybody, well, the two guys knew it was Jack Frost, because when right. he got a call, he's like, it's happening. But not the doctor. Not the doctor who's working with the sheriff. The, oh. What do they call them? The ones that come in the and The coroner. The coroner, yeah. Yeah. So when the coroner was there, he's like, this guy was, sho- was killed with an axe. But the weird thing is, it looks like it was shoved down his throat, but that would take a lot of strength. Like, this guy has way more information than the sheriff could ever get, yet they can't put two and two together to realize that there's something much bigger than a person doing these things. Like, they're still looking for a person. Yeah. Well, they don't know how, how the killings happen, so they're confused. But they don't know it's a, it's a snowman. Like, it's... See, my worry was that they were trying to set up a red herring to make the sheriff think the coroner was the killer. But realistically, I, I don't know. Because he had so much detail into how the killings happened. But mm. then again, it is his job, right? So I guess he has to know that stuff. Well, his kid also gave him some oats with antifreeze in it to eat. So he's not a, he doesn't exactly have you know good brain genes in his family. Well, that poor kid. Yeah, yeah. He got blamed for murder. Well, let's go back. And so then he almost murdered his dad. Another one of the kills is one of the characters. I'm, I'm going to kind of rush through this. But uh, she wanted to be, she always wanted to be the angel on top of a Christmas tree. And she lets the, the sheriff know that. And Ironically enough, she did. The snowman takes her face, jams it into some glass ornaments, old-fashioned glass ornaments. And then just wraps her up in tinsel and popcorn. And then puts a star on top of her head and, and kills puts her, her ass on the tree. Yeah, she's the angel on top of the tree. That poor wife, she's so dopey too. Her character, that's just a bad character for her. Um, she she had to play dumb the entire movie. Well, she was abused. She was abused housewife. That that she, it's not that she, she was dumb. She was just, no no like she played dumb. Oh, she did a lot. Like her role, I'm saying her real person having to act. She had to play down like this dumb character. And I get I I I, I get that she was abused. So maybe she was trying to play an abused wife, but. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That seems... I didn't, I didn't feel that she was dumb. I just felt she was kind of, you know... She's just out there. Naive. Drunk. A little hurt. Maybe drunk all the time? Maybe. Maybe. I really want to be the angel, the angel on top, on top of a Christmas tree. tree. Well, she, it's like, what the... She's got that good attitude, and her husband's just a huge, massive... Oh, yeah. Duck. For yeah. sure. Because the husband, right after he, she tells him that or whatever, because she's talking to them, and he goes, okay, honey, now can you do what I asked? Right. Like... 
Yeah, no, no love, no care there. So when they find out it's Jack Frost doing all these murders and killing people and throwing out one-line quips, and then Jack Frost shows up, and then they they quote unquote kill him mm-hmm. with the blow dryers. He uh, when he meets the scientist and he's like, "How does it feel to be immortal?" And he's like, "Feels cold." <laughs> he uh, the this this is one of the weirdest things. He like he puts himself in the guy's body. Yes. He liquidate he liquidizes in him and he's just like mm-hmm. walking outside and the sheriff's just like looking at him like. Something's not right. Yeah, but he doesn't do anything. But he doesn't know what... I don't know if he knows what to do. Yeah, well, and the scientist is just like, fuck it. <laughs> just vomits out Jack Frost. Well, the scientist didn't. Jack Frost vomited himself out. Because yeah. at that point, he took over the scientist's body, right? Like So stupid. <laughs> there's your suspension of disbelief. That's where it went. Yeah. It was at that moment, Clark, you were like, no. nah, this shit's not real. Can't happen. No, that... that... <laughs> Not that. It's just. I thought it was pretty cool that he took over the body. I thought, I thought it, was... it was pretty dumb that he spit himself out right then and there. It made no sense. Well, he couldn't even walk. He barely uh, moved. I mean, he was waddling, and the the sheriff wasn't going to do anything. That's your getaway. He's an immortal snowman. Like, what is the yeah. snowman afraid of? And Plus, like... he wants to kill the sheriff. Like, that's his whole goal, right? Well, right so then... So he's not going to just leave. Yeah, and right then and there, somebody hits the snowman with a car, and he flies in the air, and he goes, I can see your house from up here! <laughs> All the quotes from this movie are so good for the killer. Everyone else sucked. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the acting was not great in this film, though. Oh, no, it wasn't. Uh, even Jack Frost wasn't great, but at no. least he had the, the one-liners. Like, this the is... writers gave him some good ones. Um, yeah, no, this... I mean, it's a fun movie to watch, okay? It's got a terrible rating. It's not a great film, by any means. It's but it was pretty fun. Like, I can't complain. Last week, I was a pretty grumpy sourpuss with elves, but... This is Sharknado. This I, is... This puts... this. I put this I put up this above Sharknado. Sharknado, yeah. Well, yeah, I would too, honestly. <laughs> like, Sharknado did it completely on purpose, and sci-fi was completely self-aware when they made this. Yeah. And Jack Frost was self-aware enough to... I don't know. I feel like the actors did their best to make a good movie. Um, I think they try to act their asses off. They're just not very good. I, I, I felt they did fine. Okay. I didn't have any issues. I thought they were all B-rated actors. Like, they did exactly what they needed to. Yeah, to looking at that lineup, movie. I don't know any of them did anything big after this, right? No. They don't need to. Anyhow, the uh, thing that killed the snowman was antifreeze. And yet, there is a sequel. So, I guess we'll find out what happens in the sequel next year. What did you, uh, so Curtis, final verdicts. What do you think about Krampus and Jack Frost? I love Krampus. Uh, it's definitely an annual watch for me every year around this time. I slap it in and watch it. Um, I actually just bought it on Amazon Prime because I wanted to have a copy that I could get to anywhere. Um, as for Jack Frost... I like it. I think it's a very fun movie. I don't know if this is an annual watch for me. I just don't. I don't think it has that much rewatchability unless, and we always do this, unless I was hanging out with a group of people and they haven't seen it or they are cheering to watch it. That's probably the only time I could make it an annual watch is if that was like the setting. Because I'm just not going to go watch this on my own. Krampus, I'll watch, I'll, I'll watch it again tonight, probably, actually. Yeah. Um, but I can't see myself doing that with Jack Frost. Now, Jack Frost 2, that's a whole other story. I think that one has a lot more I seen it. to offer. Really? Okay. Yes. 
Yeah. How the hell do you do a frozen snowman on a, on a beach island getaway? Oh, I love it. Just you wait. I I really loved Jack Frost. I would give it a I give it a seven out of ten in terms of horror movies. Like if I want to watch something with witty one liners and I want to just watch something just dumb and I know mm-hmm. it's dumb, I would watch this over Sharknado. And I know a lot of people love Sharknado for what it is, but yeah, it has a whole cult following. Jack Frost, beautiful movie. Nice. Uh, I think I might like it more than Thanks Killing. I <laughs> love how you love I, that movie. I did. I loved it. You just got stuff. <laughs> I think they're both good in their own way. Okay. I, I will say Krampus is a 9 out of 10. Easy 9 out of 10. Just because of the acting, just because of the writing, just because of the characters, just because of kind of they give you the ability to kind of make your own idea of what happened. They yeah. set everything in stone. So Yeah, yeah. nothing is solid. Um, I mean, it definitely has some kind of structure. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Great. Love your opinion. Yeah. Um, so... What do you want to do now? (laughs) Well, I I guess we can thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Uh, We've been Two Guys in Some Horror. Uh, You could reach out to us on our Instagram channel, Twitter. Uh, I believe we're on... Are we on Facebook yet? Not yet. Not yet, but right now on Instagram and Twitter, it's Two Guys Horror Pod. And uh, that is the number two guys horror pod. You could also reach out to us at Two Guys and Some Horror at mm-hmm. gmail.com yep uh, if you have any feedback for us it's more than appreciated you can also watch, listen to our podcast we are on spotify we are on google we're on apple podcasts see and a few other uh miscellaneous places yeah most of our listens right now are coming from apple podcasts mm-hmm. and the itunes desktop app so that's really good to hear um we thought a lot of our Listeners were coming from Spotify originally, yeah. uh, but it's good to know that there's all of you out there listening from different medias. So we're out there. We're on all the medias. We're thinking about getting a Facebook page like Clark just mentioned set up. It may be set up by the time this episode airs uh, next Saturday, but which would be today for you guys. But I don't know. Um, podcasts are such a funny thing. Future people, past people, present people, all of you, whoever you are listening. We're going to have a lot of different ways to get a hold of us and hang out with us. Um, there's a couple of conventions I have my eye on that we're looking for here locally in Arizona. Um, and who knows? Like, maybe we'll see you guys out there at a con near you. Who knows? Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Bye, guys. Bye.